Welcome to the Wellness Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Janelle. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist, and the owner of Seeds of Health. I created the Wellness Alchemy Podcast to bring together three of my favorite topics, health, truth, and adventure. All three of these areas have played a vital role in my journey to optimum wellness. I've got a special interest in skin health and have recently developed a three-month skin alchemy program, which I believe looks at the whole picture. You can find out more on seedsofhealth.com.au slash skin alchemy. I've also got a big interest in fasting. However, all aspects of wellness intrigue me. And today on the podcast, we're talking about holistic dentistry, and I'm interviewing Dr. David Cowick. David has been the first choice for holistic dentistry in Queensland for 20 years. He qualified as a dentist from King's College London exactly 30 years ago and is still passionate about the important role he plays in optimising his patients' health and longevity by creating safer, healthy, beautiful smiles. He has owned his own practice in Brisbane for 20 years and is the founder of Dental Wellness in The Gap. To fuel his passion, he realised early that there was much more to learn about the health of the body and the oral systemic health link. Fellowship in nutritional and environmental medicine in 1998 and board certified in anti-aging medicine in 2016 and has throughout his career kept up to date with modern digital dentistry and many integrated complementary medical training seminars, bringing what he has to, what he has learnt to offer a unique, comprehensive, holistic, biological dental experience. He is the Australian pioneer in placement of total metal-free zirconia dental implants and offers the first total metal-free solution for all dental conditions. I met David years ago when I was looking for a good quality holistic dentist. My parents now frequent his practice in Brisbane, so let's get to know more about his method and the man behind dental wellness. So welcome to the podcast, David. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, pleasure. So today we're going to talk about holistic dentistry and I would love you to share with the listeners um, what a holistic dentist is and how it differs to general dentistry. Sure, sure. Well, look, every dentist has qualified as a general dentist um, and Dentistry is, has always strived to be at the forefront of, of a preventive medicine um, where holistic dentistry has taken that further and done postgraduate training possibly in nutritional medicine, environmental medicine, um, and then continued learning throughout the profession uh, in potential um, complementary medicine and seeing how it can integrate with their professions so that uh, not only do you understand when patients are coming to you who are taking certain supplements or have a certain philosophy, there's an understanding that then we can work together. Um, The holistic dentist really is passionate about the connection of the health of the body and the health of the mouth, and the two are very much connected because the mouth is not only the the beginning of your digestive system, but it's also connected to all the systems of the body. And it's really the only place that we can simply examine to get a good indication of the health of the body by looking at the signs uh, in the mouth. So there's a a lot of chronic illnesses, a lot of um, 
the first signs are often in the mouth. So mm. we're quite lucky as dentists, as privileged as dentists, to be able to see these signs, but we just need to then be able to give patients advice, not just on the actual condition, but the potential of implications to their whole body health and mm. ways in which we can manage working together with optimizing the dental health to then minimize the risk factors for chronic chronic health conditions mm. so i mean i have a, a saying we create safer healthy beautiful smiles mm. which uh, really just encapsulates that i would actually love you to share a few of the signs that that you look for in the mouth that may be an indication of either acute or chronic illness in the body. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, the first um, area when we ask patients about uh, how well do they eat, that's the first thing. Do they have problems chewing food? Do they have um, discomfort when they're chewing food so they're not able to eat their favorite foods or the foods that uh, are ideal for their health? Um, often uh, pain sensitivity can often be one of the things that indicates to us that the person will not be getting the, the optimal nutrition uh, because they can't eat, eat those correct foods um, other signs are looking at the the tongue looking at the side of the tongue there's often signs um, indicating some mineral deficiencies sometimes or possibly mineral deficiencies, uh, signs of stress on the side of the tongue. So the uh, sleep can be a big factor that's disturbed because your jaw has not developed properly. It's not developed as broadly. So your tongue is stuck in this smaller space, which then has a big effect on sleep, which then has a major effect on wellness. Um, so they're just a couple of examples. Obviously, uh, bleeding gums, very much if your gums are bleeding, it's not normal. Um, and deficiencies in, again, vitamin C, for, for example, if you were taking some vitamin C, that would actually support your gum health. So, uh, but vitamin C deficiency, or at worst scurvy, uh, one of the first signs is, is gum disease, is gum problems. I mean, we could go on uh, and looking in the mouth when we're looking at the airway and we're looking at the, the back of the mouth beyond the tongue and looking at the tonsils and the, the area in which you, you breathe. If that's very much inflamed, there's a very good sign that either there's some snoring or some sleep disturbance that's putting a stress on the whole dental health, um, which then has an impact on overall health. Mm. If there's worn, worn teeth or if there's cracking teeth or if there's multiple root canal treatments, it's a sign that the body is under an immense stress, especially at night. So again, the impacts of the effects of stress on the body have a number of different um, uh, inflammatory reactions. So basically the signs of inflammation in your body uh, can be seen in the mouth. Mm. And just to state the obvious with you talking about sleep there, um, you know, the body's doing the most healing while we're asleep. So if that's not um, deep enough or the quality is not there, then, then the healing is slowed down. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the, probably the biggest impact in the last three to four years is the realization that the impact of poor sleep on dental health and the impact of poor dental health on sleep. Uh, mm. Because uh, if you're not able to get to that deep level of sleep that your body needs to heal and repair, then you're constantly being woken up in the middle of the night, having to go to the bathroom because your system's being turned on instead of being turned down. And that ha the ability to breathe through your nose is a big factor in that. If you can't breathe through your nose because of obstructions or tonsil issues or, or nasal problems or sinus problems, then you develop a mouth breathing habit. And when you're mouth breathing, you're then more prone to gum, gum problems because everything dries out in your mouth. Uh, you're more prone to clenching and grinding and especially more prone to actually wearing your teeth, uh, especially at the front, because your airway is restricted uh, and you will find that your teeth will get worn because you, there's a cycle of mouth breathing and then clenching and then pushing your jaw forward to actually try and open your airway and, and the teeth get very stressed from that. So mm. it's sleep is a big, big factor in our, in our practice. Mm. Yeah. And I love the acronym that you work around. Um, you've called it um, oral fitness and yes. each letter represents um, obviously a different word because it's an acronym. Um, and that seems to sum up um, how you um, holistically treat oral health would you be would you be able to elaborate on what the acronym fitness stands for and um yeah a little bit more about um why that acronym is so um beautifully summed up of how what you emphasize in your practice uh well look i i've been practicing holistic dentistry for 20 years and i've seen a number of different very complicated um systems that people follow um to become a holistic dentist, but I've tried to simplify it. And I looked at what I actually do every day. And really the keys are um, with the acronym fitness, the F is really for function of the jaw. Um, the importance of being able to chew, the importance that you're not getting pain in your jaw joint. It's called the TMJ, uh, the temporomandibular joint, or headaches or migraines or clicking joints. Those aspects, they throw the, the body out of balance. They have an impact on um, breathing and sleeping and uh, stress on the body. So we can be able to identify those issues and try and restore things so that you're getting good function of your jaw, uh, so that you can chew the right foods, so you're not getting sensitivity, you're not getting headaches, you're not getting clicking, uh, clicking joints. That's the, the first, the F. The eye is for inflammation. I mean, inflammation is a, is, is a silent killer in our bodies. And again, the first signs in the mouth of inflammation is gum problems. Um, gum problems, bleeding, bleeding gums when you brush, when you spit into the bowl. If there's a little bit of red in that, that is not normal. That is something that needs to be addressed because gum disease doesn't hurt, but it means that you're not only losing a little bit of attachment around your teeth, but the bacteria that cause gum disease, they're getting into your blood system and can challenge your whole body and create a lot of inflammation 
linking with heart disease, diabetes, a whole range of chronic illnesses. Mm. So that's so inflammation and infection really go together. And with the infection side of things, um, also infected teeth. If you have a tooth that is infected, whether it's been root canal treated or it hasn't been root canal treated, then that infection at the end of the root, um, again, sometimes hurts a lot, but sometimes flares up from time to time, but sometimes doesn't hurt at all, but it's still there and it's still challenging your immune system and your, your body is trying to fight that all the time. So um, we have a cone beam, <clears throat> a 3D cone beam x-ray at the practice. So we can see and find things that you can't actually see visually um, so that we can address them and minimize that. Mm, uh, the before T is for, it gets too oh, bad. Absolutely. Uh, the T is for toxicity, which the main issue with that is obviously the mercury silver fillings in your mouth. Unfortunately, 50% of those fillings are actually mercury. And when you grind and uh, have hot things, then there's a very, very microscopic amount of mercury releasing, absorbing into the digestive system and the uh, respiratory system and accumulating in a very over time into the body. Some people can, can tolerate it well, but some people are very sensitive to it. Um, and ideally eliminate, eliminating those, those amalgam fillings uh, using a safe protocol so that we, uh, we protect you, we protect us, and we protect the planet. So there's something we might talk about a little bit later with these yeah, smart protocols yep. um, and, and what it's all about. Um, but also there's other metals in the body and really we're not designed to have metals in our, in our mouth or in our bodies. We want to try and minimize that. So some, some people have gold, titanium, mercury amalgam, and a metal frame denture. So there's a, there's a big potential for battery effect in the mouth mm. that then um, can increase the release of, of mercury from the fillings. So it's certainly something that is quite a complicated side of things, but it's, uh, it needs, needs to be looked at so that there's a staged process that's very safe. Uh, the N is for nutrition, which I know you talk a lot about on your, your website and your um, your training uh, on basically optimizing people's diet specific to, to them, really, uh, minimizing processed foods, making sure they've got good hydration, good water, which I know you talk about, um, increasing their proteins and fats if they have um, these toxins in their mouth. It's important that um, increasing that protein and fat, fat content uh, as a protective me measure so that your body is getting all the nutrients to be able to cope with it. Um, and, you know, whether you're um, vegan, vegetarian, vegan, or carnivore, you know, there are so many different diets out there, but um, the key really is supporting your system, which, um, which I think you talk quite a bit about. We're a big fan of eggs. If you have amalgams in your mouth, um, um, and as long as you're not allergic to them, they've got a perfect protein complex, which uh, your body, the uh, your your liver will be able to deal with heavy metals. But ideally, er eradicating the, any mercury from your mouth would be ideal. Uh, 
And then it comes to the E, which actually is um, ear, nose and throat, which isn't a dental profession, but it's so important that you are breathing through your nose rather than your mouth. And if mm. there is an obstruction or your tonsils or adenoids or in the childhood uh, are enlarged because their body's inflamed, then the ability to breathe through the nose is inhibited. And that's what encourages mouth breathing. And the mouth breathing then, as a child, it inhibits the full potential of growth of the jaw. Uh, and then there's crowding of teeth and then there's uh, the need for orthodontics. And, but also there's uh, a chronic mouth breathing, which will have an impact on the person's life throughout their life. You touched on um, that before about the dryness of the mouth, and I assume you're meaning that the saliva's decreased, which is a preventative to bacterial growth and that absolutely. type of ripple I mean, effect. Yep. Yes. The, I mean, the saliva's function is really to wash away the bacteria that's resting on the teeth, the, the balance of the flora in the, uh, or the oral microbiome. Uh, that flora in the mouth is so important that the the level of the pH, which um, is a sign of acid or alkaline, ideally should be neutral. And your saliva is, has the ability to actually react to acidic foods and when it's put in the mouth uh, to protect the rest of the mouth. But if you have a, a reduced saliva flow, either through mouth breathing or potential side effects of some medications, a lot of medications create a very dry mouth then you lose that ability to protect uh, your teeth and the bacteria then stagnates and you're more prone, unless you're meticulous with your maintenance and oral hygiene with flossing and brushing, then there's a higher risk that you're going to get these underlying gum issues that uh, then can cause a systemic whole body health issue. Um, the, the first S Sorry, yes. Sorry, just before you jump onto the S, I know yeah. of two people close to me who use the tape to um, keep their mouth closed during the night. Is that the main um, or the first sort of easy go-to for you to, to retrain the person into nose breathing? Look, I wouldn't straight off suggest that people start taping their lips without being assessed first um, sure. because if they have an airway issue already, and they're a mouth breather, then they may actually put their body under too much stress uh, straight away. So there's, I mean, there are certain techniques. There's a Buteco uh, breathing technique, which there are courses that you can get online, which teaches you exercises to improve the tolerance of nasal breathing. And once you get to a point where you're comfortable and you understand and then potentially maybe getting checked out with a, an ENT specialist yeah. uh, so that your anatomy of your nose is correct so that you can actually breathe through your nose. Then I would then say very carefully introduce that taping. So I wouldn't be suggesting straight away somebody mm -hmm. uh, tape their lips because they potentially could be causing more stress on their body. Mm. Uh, and it's just they'll, they'll, pull, they'll pull the tape off anyway, more than likely. Mm. but uh, the ability to get down to that deep level of sleep with calm nasal breathing, calm, shallow nasal breathing is such a key factor. If you're stressed and it's, you can't do that, it, does, it will do the reverse. 
Mm. Yeah. And I guess you could test it during daylight hours, standing up just out of interest to, to see whether it's easeful or not for your body. Yes. And even just putting a little bit of tape during the day when you're quiet and not doing anything from the tip of your, the base of your nose to the chin. So it's going down vertically instead of horizontally across the lips. Um, just so that you initially feel, you know, if you want to breathe through your mouth, you can do, but it just encourages you to see how it feels breathing through your nose. Um, mm. uh, and then, you know, then certainly you're really getting some, some advice with a holistic dentist like myself who, would then say, okay, well, maybe because you've had a problem for quite a while, you've actually worn your teeth down. And because you've worn your teeth down, your your mouth has actually got a little bit smaller so that when you lie down, your tongue is pushing back further in the back of your airway, which makes the airway even more congested. So potentially making some sort of a soft mouth guard that just opens up the bite between the teeth actually makes the tongue slightly move forward and you're able to breathe through your nose better. Mm. So something simple like that can often have a big impact on just the ability um, to breathe through your nose. So the resistance of breathing through your nose is less, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so the first S yes well again i mean this comes uh, the first s is sleep really and we mm. we talked about mm-hmm. how important um and nasally induced sleep i mean a simple technique before um before falling asleep just breathing through your nose in for four seconds hold for four seconds breathe out for four seconds hold for four seconds that's a really good way of just you could start for three seconds uh, if you found it tough it's a good way of just calming your system, calming your nervous system, and you should you should start getting sleepy very quickly. But as far as um, the other issues that we see in, as dentists, obviously patients complaining and snoring or often their partner snoring, which is then keeping them awake, which then disturbs their sleep. So there's a, there's a thing called secondary sleep apnea where mm. you haven't got the sleep apnea, but you're constantly not being able to get to that deep sleep because your partner is snoring. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's an, another issue really. But again, snoring creates mouth breathing, creates a dry mouth. So if we can do things simply so that you can breathe through your nose, get deeper sleep, then you're less prone to gum disease. You're less prone to dryness in the mouth. You're less prone to tooth decay. You're less prone to clenching of your teeth and smashed teeth and cracked teeth and the need for root canal treatment and all of the dental issues and sensitivity, uh, they're very much related to having the poor quality of sleep. And then obviously we, we're able to screen for the potential for sleep apnea as well, which is very, very common nowadays. Um, we can't diagnose sleep apnea, but we can see the signs that then will, um, direct you to potentially having a home sleep study, which then will be able to see whether you want to rule out whether or not you do have sleep apnea. And if you have sleep apnea, then that's a life-threatening situation, which um, medical help will be able to help with. But we will also be able to complement that with some uh, simple sleep hygiene uh, messages, which will, will 
prevent the mouth breathing, the dry mouth, dry mouth and, and uh, the consequences of it. Mm. Yep. Um, yes. And the, and the final S is actually what most people think about going to the dentist. They either go to have a tooth fixed or they do something with their smile with either tooth whitening or uh, cosmetic improvement of their smile. And that's something that um, we go to great lengths to um, to improve, to give you a, uh, a beautiful, healthy smile that really reflects your whole body health. Um, and we can do that with certain natural whitening products, um, but also with potentially very, uh, things called porcelain veneers, which are a wafer-thin covering that's placed over the teeth that are designed so that there's very minimal damage to the teeth. In the past, there used to be people have veneers that there would be a lot of damage to the teeth and we do everything possible to avoid that now so that we can get the best best aesthetics with the least trauma to the teeth. Mm. Mm, beautiful. I love the acronym. Thank you for sharing. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to dive into next, which you raised earlier was um, the smart protocol or the safe removal of amalgam fillings, because I have yes. clients that I, um, work with and flag having met mercury in their body and it's not always yep. from fillings, but yeah, I do think, and I do know that it's really important for them to be removed safely. And I think there's perhaps some misunderstanding as to how um, that's done or what to look for in a dental practice when searching for the right practitioner to do that. So I'd love to hear from you what you um, know is the safest protocol. Sure. Well, I think the first and probably one of the most important thing is actually the team approach of working with people like yourself so that you can optimize uh, the patients or give, it, give some help in nutrition to actually optimize the patient's health before they go down the route of, of considering having their mercury amalgams removed. Mm -hmm. uh, but when a, a a mercury amalgam is removed without any precautions, then there's a huge exposure to mercury, uh, far more than if you left the fillings there in the first place. So we're very conscious of that because when you cut these, the dental drills are, are very, very high speed and they will create a strong vapor, which um, the patient will breathe in, the, the dentist will breathe in, the dental assistant will breathe in, as a, there's a huge potential for exposure. And I think, you know, as a profession, we're under a high risk ourselves uh, for problems with that. Now, so we need, to, we need to isolate the teeth so that nothing goes down the back of your throat so you don't end up spitting bits of filling after mm. walking out to the dental practice. Um, we need to protect breathing so that when those fillings are removed, that we minimize any potential inhalation um, and inhalation from the dentist and the assist, uh, assist, uh, assistant as well. Uh, so the SMART protocol is the safe mercury amalgam removal technique and it was derived from um, an American holistic dental group called the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology and they've been around for many many years and they have just set up some standards to keep to and then there's a certification program so that you can become accredited as a smart protocol uh, practitioner 
Mm. And there's also a website, right, where you where you can find uh, practitioners that use the SMART protocol. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's yep. uh, that's the an uh, iaomt dot org is mm-hmm. the uh, is the website. It's an international site. Um, so when we remove any amalgam removal, we are, we're almost um, in theatre conditions. So the the patient has a gown that covers their arms and their uh, their chest and so that there's no uh, skin exposed mm-hmm. the um, they also have a hairnet on and we have a an eye mask that releases it's a heating eye mask which releases ginger and chamomile so it's a really relaxing oh, amazing eye mask um, then we obviously use local anesthetic and we try and avoid adrenaline anesthetic because especially women, they're very, very sensitive to adrenaline and uh, uh, having a, a fight or fright moment after a dental injection is quite common. Uh, and we try, we will avoid that with that by using local anesthetic without adrenaline. So the area is made numb. And then a thing called a dental dam, which is a non-latex sheath that is actually stretched over the teeth we're working on so that they're completely isolated from the rest of the mouth. Now this actually is very helpful if somebody uh, finds that one, they, they, don't, they don't like anything in the mouth because they don't like the stimulation at the back of the mouth and the tongue. Well, this takes all of that away. So it's actually very, very good. If somebody has a gag reflex, it takes it away because there's, there's a consistent contact with the tongue and not a constant suction going down in, in the back of the mouth. So when that's on, the, um, the fillings are then isolated. And when they're removed, they use, we use special cutting, cutting little drills that, are, that reduce heat. So they're not diamond drills, which will cause a lot of vapor. They're actually special cutting uh, drills that will cut the, the amalgam fillings out in big chunks mm. and safely remove them with a high suction nearby. But while that's being done, we actually put a nose piece sitting over your nose so that uh, you're breathing oxygen instead mm-hmm. of any potential vapor. And finally, we have what's called an IQ air. It's a air like a big vacuum, really, that has a funnel that's close by to the working surface uh, that's sucking any vapor or any air away from us and going into a mercury filter. So we're protecting you from breathing directly with the nose piece, but also protecting us. And the dentist and the nurse will be wearing special masks that actually have mercury filters in them as well. Um, and they'll be, and we'll be gowned up. So we'll have gowns on, we'll have uh, our heads, our hair covered. So it's, mm. it really is a, a procedure that I think because of the eye mask, you can just relax because you know that one, you're, having those fillings removed in the safest way and you're not feeling it because the anesthetic is working and you know that you're getting a plan from A to B of getting your mouth as healthy as possible. Mm, incredibly thorough. Yeah. That's really great that you explain that so deta- in such detail. Um, I would also add, you mentioned nutrition is really important and I'd, and I'd also add the, the use of supplements and things like that, that can be effective in any, um, immune boosting or heavy metal removal or anything that may be 
already in the body yes um from having them housed in there for however long yeah Yeah. i I mean i did a fellowship with acnem um a fellowship in nutritional and in and environmental medicine over 20 years ago so i've certainly and it's a it's a never it's a never-ending learning curve definitely Mm -hmm. changes you know, we, we talk about uh, nutrition and then there's nutrigenomics, which is looking at foods that will actually have a benefit on the genetic potential of the body and damn regulate the, the negative things like inflammation. Um, so there's a lot of nutrigenomic and nutritional products out there that uh, uh, with guidance can actually help the whole body being able to eliminate these toxins. But then it does come back to sleep again because it's so important to be able to deep sleep for those supplements and or nutrition to actually work properly because mm. the sleep is the key to, to detox apart from the skin, which again, saunas and far infrared saunas and things like this are a good way of getting heavy metals out through the skin. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Ah, so juicy. Um, I actually would love to touch on root canals. You, you raised that earlier and I'd love to oh. hear your thoughts on root canals because during my studies um i graduated in 2009 um it was really emphasized during the naturopathy studies that root canals were the last resort and i think um it would be helpful to discuss it with you today as to your thoughts as a holistic dentist on why that is well sure look again dentistry has designed is designed to save teeth that's really um, the, the role of the dentist understands that the importance of the function of the teeth in the ability to chew. And so that's where uh, when things have gone too far and the tooth has died, then that's where root canal treatment has been introduced really. And uh, it's for the ability to save the tooth. So to keep the tooth in the mouth so that the structure is stable so that you don't have jaw problems, you don't have headache problems. Um, so this is why, if it was your front tooth, for example, a lot of people would hesitate about having the tooth removed if it chipped. Um, and that's because it's so important to our self-esteem and our well-being. So uh, this is where root canal treatment has become a mainstream, obviously very, very common procedure. The issues are really when... Um, if that root canal either hasn't been done maybe by an endodontist, a specialist, uh, or there were some, um, some difficulties in actually carrying out the procedure, then the risk factor for a low-grade infection is high. And that low-grade infection sometimes doesn't hurt, but sometimes does hurt, but um, it will challenge the body because it's... The, the tooth is a, a dead structure in your mouth. And if it's infected as well, then that bacteria uh, will release some endotoxins into the system. And this is where your body then needs to cope with them all the time. So again, it's an issue that um, are, do all root fillings need to be removed? Uh, I think everyone has to be assessed individually to see how one, how well they've been done. Uh, are there any issues? Maybe having that cone beam x-ray gives us a good picture of, is there a, a, a low-grade infection in a tooth that's not hurting? Uh, and if there is, then 
a pathway now with holistic density of being able to give you an option rather than keep the tooth in your mouth, actually safely remove that, uh, that tooth, but give you a replacement that doesn't involve putting metal in your body and doesn't involve um, a, a, a biological strain really on your body. So uh, we place zirconia ceramic implants, which are a very good biological answer to a missing tooth that actually enables us to replace a whole tooth that looks like a tooth. It doesn't look like a fake tooth. It actually looks like a real tooth again in the end. It take, it's a bit mm. of a procedure, but, uh, but again, I've been placing implants for 20 years and I've been placing ceramic implants for the last eight years. Mm. So, uh, and we're finding that the tissues aren't inflamed around them. Um, the, the body loves them. The soft tissues are very happy around them. There's no inflammation. Um, so and it's more of a biological answer to the body. Yeah, sure. So is one of the concerns, um, if a tooth does need to be removed, is one of the concerns the potential um, uh, bacteria that or infection that can, um, i trying to find my words, uh, that can be created when the when the original tooth is removed and it's not cleaned properly. Is that yes? Yeah, there is there is a, a common a, problem. Yeah, look, there is a surgical pro again. If if uh, we look at an infected tooth, not just as the infected tooth, but the infection of the jaw mm. in the bone of your jaw, as well as the ligament that holds that tooth in place, as well. There's a ligament that it's like hairs down the side of the root of the tooth that are attached to the bone. So when a tooth is a dead tooth, then there's a high likelihood there is bacteria harboring in that ligament. Mm. So um, it's best if, if you're having a, either a root filled tooth removed or a, a dead infected tooth that hasn't been root treated and you've chosen not to go down that route, but it's still infected, that it's important that the, um, the ligament is removed and all of the infection is removed but also stimulate that area is stimulated to heal as well. So mm. um, we go again, we go to quite great lengths to do this in the best possible way. Um, and we actually draw blood from your arm, uh, which, and put that blood into a centrifuge and spin the blood so that we separate the, the red blood cells from the platelet rich fibrin. And the fibrin is a straw colored, material that actually we then separate and put to one side. Uh, the fibrin has got your growth factors. It's got your um, cytokines and immune uh, system. Really, that's where um, your, your body heals from. So once we've removed the, the root filled tooth or the infected tooth, removed the ligament, removed the uh, bony infection, irrigated potentially with some saline which has been ozonated which uh, with an ozone machine so that we're getting the benefit of ozone mm. um antibacterial um antiviral antiparasitic um in that area and then curette and make it bleed again and then we actually put the fibrin from your own blood into the socket mm. and Beautiful. then we start we, we get rapid healing so instead mm. of healing where there's a lot of pain and discomfort and swelling we get very little pain, discomfort, and swelling, uh, and healing that's accelerated markedly. 
So the body starts healing and repairing from day one instead of having to develop a clot and then slowly over weeks and weeks develop uh, and start healing. Mm. Mm, interesting. Okay. I didn't know that piece. Um, so I'd love to finish off with, I guess, some, some steps that we can take today um, for our own oral health. Now, I understand that you're an advocate of oil pulling. You're a little bit cautious around lemon in water. Could you just talk around some daily practices that you feel are really um, advantageous, obviously to complement the fitness plan or the acronym? Um, yeah. Yeah, that we can integrate. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people get huge benefits from having lemon water in the mornings and they get huge benefits from having apple cider vinegar. Um, my concern is that the ability of the mouth, when you put something really, really acidic, uh, again, going back to breathing, if you've been mouth breathing all night, which are often the people who get most benefit from lemon water and apple cider vinegar, ironically. So your mouth is already, uh, your saliva flow is the lowest. And then you're putting an acidic solution into your mouth. Now your tongue will respond to the acid and again, the ability to buffer the acid in your mouth and make it alkaline straight away has a big impact on, it's almost like an, um, it has a, uh, an activity. It turns the, the nervous system on the healing qualities so that your whole digestive system turns on and you can detox and you, you know, your whole system works. And that's why a lot of people get huge benefit from it. But the saliva itself, will do that but there's, there's a smear layer of saliva in between the teeth and on the surface of the teeth which won't change that as acid ph so that there's potential for an acidic saliva on the teeth which which over time that enamel will get very very weak especially if you brush your teeth straight afterwards so mm. i would say if you're going to use those products uh, or use those regimes then I would get a simple pinch of bicarb soda and put it in some water and just bathe your mouth with the, with it afterwards. Mm. If you can get into the habit of that, then that what's called the biofilm that's on the teeth and in between the teeth will become very alkaline very, very quickly. And the risk factors are, will be reduced and you'll still get the benefit. Mm. Another thing that really, um, if you don't want to do that, then I would say go and do some oil pulling straight away. Now, oil pulling won't alkaline your mouth, but it will. The purpose of oil pulling, when you put half a teaspoon of coconut oil in your mouth uh, and just draw it in, in and around the teeth and in between the teeth, um, it will actually change the biofilm in, in between the teeth. So where the bacteria have been stagnating, maybe from mouth breathing, it will actually flush those areas to a degree so that those bacteria, uh, the bacterial flora will change uh, in a positive way so that uh, after five minutes, you can spit that coconut oil out into a tissue and throw it in the bin. Don't spit it into the sink or the shower or the toilet because it will, uh, it will go hard again and potentially over long term actually cause some plumbing issues. So um, <laughs> I, w I wouldn't suggest that. But the other benefit of coconut oil that I really find, again, this is more if you're a mouth breather and you get a dry mouth in the morning and you start using coconut oil, you realize that because you've got the coconut oil in your mouth, you're only breathing through your nose. Mm. 
So this is where the benefit of 15, 20 minutes of oil pulling, if you, could, if you have the time to do that, most people don't have 20 minutes, but uh, if you have the time to do that, then that's 20 minutes of you gently breathing through your nose and you will find your, your blocked sinuses will open up. Uh, you'll be stimulating that nasal breathing, which stimulates uh, nitric oxide production, which causes vasodilation throughout your body. So your blood pressure will reduce, your anxiety will reduce, your stress will reduce because it's stimulating the same system that that lemon water or the apple cider vinegar is trying to stimulate uh, and stimulate the vagal, the vagus nerve to actually start calming and healing. So that's what I really feel the benefit of long of 20 minutes of oil pulling is actually calming your nervous system and stimulating the healing systems of your body. Mm. And then as we know, when we're calm, our blood pH becomes more alkaline and the healing is accelerated. So Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. yeah excellent so that's okay. tw- that's one th- that's one thing there's coconut oil definitely uh, i mean i've got uh, on our website there's um there's an ebook that's available when it pops up which gives you some more tips on what um uh, a few things you can do before you go to the dentist that will improve your health improve your dental health reduce sensitivity before you've even seen it so one mm-hmm. of the the other thing is um looking at vitamin c and uh, if you have gum problems, then just taking vitamin C in higher doses would be a good idea in a buffered form. Again, if it's an acidic form, then there's a risk factor to the teeth and the same precautions need to be done as we talked with apple cider vinegar and lemon water. Mm. But the buffered vitamin C, uh, some people will take it to see what their bowel tolerance is to vitamin C and then drop that to a third or a half of that amount and take it every day for a month. Mm-hmm. That's a really good way of actually supporting your whole antioxidants to your body. Mm. But I know, I mean, they're sort of things that the, the nutritional aspects are your, that's where you come in really. Yeah. And I'll definitely be putting a link to your website. So um, the listeners can grab a copy of your ebook. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, yeah, this has been really interesting. Thank you, David, for sharing your knowledge on oral health, whole body health, and I guess integrating a little bit more into such a holistic system and letting people know that it doesn't just, um, that the health is not just directed at the mouth. It's whole body Absolutely. wellness, which is the angle that I come from as well. So, yes. yeah, thank you for um, joining me on the podcast today. That's great. Uh, look, it's been yeah. a pleasure. It's, uh, it really, uh, I'm going to be introducing that um, acronym, the oral fitness, in a medical training next year with, with ACNEM, which is the College of Nutritional and Environmental Medicine, um, trying to teach doctors uh, who are keen to learn about uh, nutritional medicine, but teaching them the importance of that oral systemic health link um, so hopefully there'll be some dentists there who will take up the idea as well and just uh, continue um, that education process so that more and more people can work like this. Because really all dentists should be holistic because we're here to actually provide a health service. And mm. a lot of the, we're dealing with medical conditions, but being treated, often the treatment for that is a dental treatment. Mm, and I would add to not separate the mouth from the rest of the body. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I hope that goes well. That's great that, that 
your fitness um, acronym is being spread far and wide. <laughs> well, we'll see how far it goes. But uh, <laughs> well, I, again, thirty years as a dentist, so I'm I'm uh, I'm still plugging away, trying to get the message across. Yeah, yeah. Well, another door's open. I'll pop it that yes. way then. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Thanks so much, David. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to help spread inspiration and conversation beyond the Seeds of Health corner of the globe. Until next time. Bye for now.